the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're looking at the power of God on display in Mark 5, next. One of the things we see throughout the Gospels is the power of God on display. One of those places we are visiting today here in Mark chapter 5. Welcome. This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. Today, we return to Mark chapter 5 for another look at the power of God on display through our Lord Jesus Christ. Won't you join us? From The Well a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Here's our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. There's a spiritual climate for every city. You can tell. There are called geographical demons and spirits. Well, we have to understand that what you're dealing with, well, they didn't want to leave the country. Why? This is where we reign. This is where we tear people's lives up. This is how we influence people. This is how we keep them in poverty. This is how we keep them in bondage. If I said Los Angeles, California, there's a climate there that we're all used to. We just think, oh, wow, it's just Hollywood, you know. But we don't realize that there's forces unseen that are causing a certain expression in the city that we have to be sensitive about. If I said Richmond, California, everybody knows the different experiences, but we just... We don't realize that there's, a, there's another force that sometimes... So this spirit says, listen, don't send this out of the country. Verse 11. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him saying, send us into the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them what? Permission. Then the unclean spirits went out of the swine. There was about 2,000 and the herd ran violently down into the steep place, into the sea and drowned in the sea. So those who fed the swine and they uh, and they told it excuse me, so those who fed the swine fled and they told it in the city and in the country and they went out to see what was it that was uh, that had happened. Verse 15 Then they came to Jesus and saw the, the one who had been demon possessed And had the legion sitting and clothed in his right mind. And they were afraid. You know, once these spirits got out of the person's life, then it caused, it caused, like the Bible says, for this man to be in his right mind. He can reason, think. He can do the things that he was created to do. He goes on, becomes an advocate for Christ in this particular region and goes forth um, to stay in that region and testify of the goodness of God in his life. 
Some people are struggling in situations and they need to get into the right mind. And it's not a counseling issue. It's some people need the power of prayer and the power of God to come in and liberate them. It's as simple as that. Sometimes we make things complicated when it's really simple if we would do what Jesus did. And he did this. But one of the problems that we have, as we find in this particular passage of Scripture, is that things that we don't understand or know about, we tend to be afraid of them. These individuals see this happen to the man, and instead of them being happy for the man, being excited for the man, seeing the man in their right mind, the Bible says they come on the scene, and the Bible says that they were afraid to the point where they asked Jesus, if you keep reading it, they asked Jesus to leave the region. Why? Because it's making us uncomfortable. They just took 2,000 of our swine and killed them. My money's at stake in this too. My comfort's at stake. I feel uncomfortable. And that's what happens sometimes when we're dealing in church or we're just dealing with the things of God. When we don't understand, then we tend to be critical of it, point at it, have an issue with it. Why? Because I don't understand it. Well, saints, realize that all of us are designed by God in Christ We are designed to fight spiritual forces and to liberate those that you're anointed to do that. And so we need to be equipped. We need to get in our Bibles. We need to understand when people are talking to us. We have to have discernment, realizing that you're not just fighting a natural battle. It is a spiritual battle. Jesus was successful. Why? Because he was able to discern the situation. He was never in the dark in the situation. And for us, it's the same thing. Whether it's somebody close to you or someone far away, we have to be willing to discern what God is saying and put our fears aside if we don't understand it. Jesus ends up leaving this region. The man stays and becomes a blessing, obviously, to share his his experience. But it's a shame that people who had the deliverer right in their midst, they drove him away because they were afraid. In church, sometimes we do that. We pray, God, fill the house. Then God says, okay, I'm going to fill the house. God, move in this church. God, what are we going to do it? Here I come. Okay, but Lord, don't make our church service messy, though. Can I have an amen? Because, you know, I don't want to, you know, we want to have cute service. But when God says, I want to have a cute service, too, I want to get somebody real cute. I'm going to cast the devil out of them. (laughs) But what happens is, what happens is, saints, we, we, we get so comfortable. Church just becomes like this place where we come and hear some good songs and hurry up, brother. You know, I want to watch the game. The Raiders are playing, you know, 49ers are on. And then we come to church and it's like, but, but can't we come to church and see God set somebody free that's been struggling for years with the same issue and is asking God in their prayer closet, saying, God, help me, help me, help me. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. And then we go to church and we just rubber stamp them and say, well, go on. The Lord's going to get you. We'll get you a counseling session. The devil's a lie. At some point in time, we have to raise up like Jesus and help people to get in the right mind because saints, listen to me. Time out for us just having cute services. People are struggling. When you have a person come to a church with a gun and shoot the worship leader during prayer, 
we got an issue in the church. And it's not, it's a demon issue. When we have people struggling with this, at some point in time, we have to say, man, if Jesus did it for this man, I mean, man, if, if you're just struggling with, if you're just struggling with lying, listen, you, you may have an issue, but, but at least you don't got four to 6,000 demons in you. You can get your freedom. But what has to happen is all of us have to stop and say, Lord Jesus, I'm ready. And as a pastor and as leaders, we have to stop and say, hey, listen, services may not be cute. Because people are going to come right here and Jesus is going to set them free and then he's going to fill them with the Holy Ghost and they're going to get filled with the Holy Ghost in their right mind and they're going to go out there and God's going to use them to impact their communities. Can I have an amen? It's not, it, we got to get out of this fluffy stuff where it's just, oh, brother, what was the service? Oh, he was very cute. He was very cute. It was very nice. No, the service was rough. We had to cast some demons out of people. We got to heal the sick. We had to see God do some powerful things, liberate some people. Somebody threw away their they pack of cigarettes. Somebody threw away their drugs. Somebody got out of alcohol. Somebody laid down their life for Jesus, man. Somebody just buckle here. A man asked his wife to forgive him, man. We, and that's what we want, amen? And this is what we're here for. Now, there's, there's a few things that we're going to do, and I talked about this in the first service, that are going to help us to get free and to stay free when it comes to this particular area in our lives. Number one, number one, I want you to write these down. Number one, we got to be honest. Honesty is, is, the, is the first step in seeing us Get liberated. You know, when I look at even in this passage of Scripture, it's amazing how, you know, uh, there was something in this man that ran out. You know, we got to learn that there's nothing that you can do to hide yourself from God. So the best thing to do is just to be honest with where you're at. Be honest with where you're at with God. God, I have a problem in this area. I'm struggling with this. This is something that I hate, but I keep, I feel like I'm driven to do this. I'm always, I feel this ungodly pressure to do. Lord, help me. I, I want to be honest. Saints, we have to be honest. You can't cover your sin. We have to be honest with the Lord, open with the Lord. He sees our condition before we even get into the condition. He's already ahead of us. So we have to learn to be honest with God. Honesty about where I am. Stop, saints, let me say this to you. Stop blaming your personal problems on your parents or somebody else. Don't blame your condition on somebody else. We have to learn. It's not a matter of who's to blame. The, matter, the issue is, is it, am I in this condition? I want God to help me with this condition. Because we have churches that are packed and people struggling all around. Honesty with God and in some cases with other people is where we have to be, number one. Number two, saints, we have to spend time. No, number two, um, we have to understand that the enemy has legal access into your life solely on the basis of your agreement. The power of agreement. Agreement is where the enemy gains access. Every man is drawn away by his own lust and enticed. 
So the enemy is going to entice you to do things, and what he wants to do is get you in agreement with him so that it opens a door for him to gain access. Adam and Eve are in the garden, and the enemy comes and he brings confusion to Eve by making suggestions, trying to reason her into a position where she would agree that it's okay for us to partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's the only thing that he wants that he was looking for is agreement. And so he brought confusion. Well, we have to come out of agreement with the enemy. We got to come out of the enemy. We got to come out of agreement. You know, just on a natural level. If you don't realize that you're an alcoholic, you won't acknowledge you're an alcoholic. How are you going to get free from it? Man, I'm doing this. Well, come out of agreement. I'm ready to come out of agreement with this. And so we have to do that. And I mean, not only just in terms of of how we're relating to, you know, the enemy suggestions, but also how you're relating to your friends who make suggestions. Yo, dog, let's go down here. Man, we can make a quick bag. We can do something. Man, we can make a little bag of money here. Man, you go ahead. You run that for me, man. We're going to do this, dog. I ain't been saved all my life. I know, but that's what happens. Man, you think you know, man, I'm kind of scared, though. Oh, don't worry about that. Man, you stealth, man, you stealth. They not even going to see you. You know what, brother? You in the army, you in the force. How you get involved? Man, I was running with sweet Jimmy, man. He told me to go on down. And Most of the time, people get in trouble because they start hanging around with the wrong people that make the wrong suggestions. They make the wrong suggestions, and they get in the wrong problem. Agreement. We got to learn to come out of agreement. And we, we got to stop. Listen, saints, get around people that you see or have some success in their life. They're doing something. They're going. They're moving for God. I mean, we're trying to hang out. Man, I'm going to blow up. And then everybody's sitting in front of 7-Eleven drinking 40s talking about they're all going to blow up. We're going to blow up, man. With this record deal about to come through. The devil is a lie. Y'all going to be there in the next 20 years. I go back, <laughs> I go back to Lompoc and see him all the time. Man, you still here. Oh, I'm just waiting for that record deal. I'm just ready for that record deal. Brother, I'm out, I'm out of here, bro. <laughs> you know, man, you been, how many know people like that in this room? <laughs> Turn me down, man. Same brothers there. Man, what you doing? I'm waiting for that clothing line, brother. The clothing line about to break out. That clothing line. What you doing? I'm getting my clothing line ready. Brother, you've been here for 15 years waiting on that clothing line. <laughs> man, I can't hang with you, man. I'm gone. I got to get some brown some people that's doing it. <laughs> saints, got to come out of agreement with this stuff. Number three, saints, stay free from this stuff. So we don't get ourselves in this. Saints, we have to be willing to get into the Word of God. Agreement comes through suggestions. The only way to counteract the suggestions is by having God's Word in you. As a barometer, as a, as a measuring stick to say this isn't what God is saying. If Eve would have truly understood what God said, she would have realized you know what? I can't do that. I can't do that. Because through the conversation with Eve, it's amazing because the enemy tells her something, and then she responds by not even saying what God said, actually. So what we got to do is get the Word of God in. Saints, read your Bible. 
Get in the word of God. It's what God is going to use in your life to help to fend off the attacks against your mind and in your mind. So that you have something to measure to say, listen, the Bible says flee fornication. Well, hey, I want to get that deep down in my spirit. So when the enemy starts knocking on my door to try to get me to do something that's wrong, God's got something to work with in me. But if we don't get in the word, then his voice becomes a distant voice and the voice of the enemy becomes loud. You watch it. God's voice is distant, but because we're not getting in the word of God. God, now listen to me saying, he wants to use his word as a point of reference in the battle. We got to get in the scriptures, amen? The next thing is, is prayer. Number four is prayer. Talked about this in the first service. You know, prayer is powerful because God, through prayer, helps you to develop a sensitivity, just like the word, to his voice. It's hard, and I was saying this earlier, it's hard to hear the voice of God if you haven't spent time investing in your personal relationship with him. A lot of times we get confused. Is it me? Is it the devil? I mean, uh, oftentimes God's voice can become cloudy based on your desire. Listen to what I'm saying. When you have a desire for something, a lot of times, it's hard to hear from God. If you had not made the investment in your personal time with him through prayer. This is what I'm saying. I'm saying this because, listen. Peter comes to Jesus and says, you're not going to die. This is his closest, one of his closest associates telling him, you're not going to never be far from that. And it would have been easy for Jesus to say, yeah, you're right, huh? That's going to be painful. Most of us want to take the, the road of least resistance. So we'll listen to the voice that tells us, whether it's ours or the devil, Oh, God doesn't want you doing that. We don't realize sometimes that the hard road that God has you on, that a lot of times we're calling it the devil. Sometimes it's God saying, that's not that's not the devil. It's me. You got to take up your cross. Deny yourself. Follow me. It's not going to be easy. Suck it up. Come on. Shake it off. Come on. I'm going to hold you for about five seconds. And you got to get up. Let's roll. We got to go. Well, I'm saying, can I have an amen? That's how we want to be coddled. We sitting there. Just don't do it. The Lord is saying, Jesus, he got in that garden of Gethsemane and he, he broke down. But then he rose up and said, nevertheless, thy will be done. He knew it was going to be painful. And sometimes God's voice is hard to hear God's voice. When you have a desire for something or when there's a potential for something to be tough that you're going to have to experience. So you need to make the investment in your prayer life so you're able to discern this is God. Is it going to be tough? Yes, but it's God. He's saying go down this road and he's going to make me, it's going to be all right. But it's going to be some pain associated. It's hard to hear God's voice, saints. And the enemy will come along and he'll say, that's not God. Take this road. It's easier. I know you want to leave the job because they're getting on your nerves. God wouldn't want you here. And sometimes God say, yeah, I want you there. 
because I want you to learn in this. And I want you to stick in there and, and understand that I got something on the other side. But what happens is, now sometimes God will say, go. It's time for you to get, yeah, we got to do that too. But we're able to discern God's voice because we pray. The last thing, saints, I'm going to let you go, and we're going to pray here, is associations. I think this is a part, this is, this is a big thing because, you know, I stay free to the degree that I'm not in agreement. And we talked about this a little bit, but at some, at some time, saints, we have to take radical steps to get to where God wants us in life. And our associations are so important because we need people around us that love us enough to tell us the truth in life. We need people around us that love us enough to tell us the truth in life. You know, and sometimes, obviously, the truth is going to hurt. And, and see, what I've learned to do is, is to give the truth and not be responsible for people's response to what, what I'm giving them. I'm not responsible for the truth that I've given. And so what happens is, a lot of times, we won't tell people's things because we're afraid about, about how they're going to respond to it. That's not your issue. The issue is, are you telling them? Well, we need people around us, especially, and I said this in the first service, we need people over us that are speaking into our life. Just like my pastor, when I sit down and pass, talk to Pastor David about stuff that, even the stuff that's going on with our church, and all, people, it blows my mind. If people knew how much I talked to my pastor, tell me about this. What should I do in this? Da, 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 da. Because I know he loves me enough just to tell me the truth. You need somebody over you that's telling. Then you need people on a peer group level that are going to tell you the truth. Your friends, your people that are on a peer group level, they're going to tell you, hey, man, you got it. That's, that's not right. You thinking about doing that? With, you're going to open the door again to something that's not right. Now, listen to this. And we also need people in our lives. We also have to make ourselves available for God to speak to us through a donkey if he wants to. I'm amazed at some of the stuff that comes out of my oldest son's mouth. And I look, and I don't always tell him, brother, God's speaking to you through me, to me right now. He's speaking through you to me. But, I, but I'm able to say, man, look at God. Thank you, Jesus. Saints, this is what we need. Where our associations are important because they are going to help us to stay clear from any doors that we could potentially open. Saints, in closing, let me say this to you. As a church, what I'm saying to you is not just for the pulpit. It's for every single person in this room. God wants to use you to bring liberty to somebody else that's struggling. In some area, realize that there is a battle here that we're fighting that's not just natural all the time. And at some point in time, we've all got to put our finger on stuff, whether it's in our own personal lives or for somebody else and say, you know what, we got to get these people free. Through the Word of God, helping people to see that, man, this isn't just a, this just isn't a natural issue. This isn't just, I'll just say, this isn't just, you know, you got a spirit of heaviness on you. You've been walking around here depressed for the last two weeks, 
won't turn the lights on. What happened to you? This isn't a, you know, some natural thing. This is a spiritual thing, man. You got heaviness on you. We got to learn to tell people this is what we, you got going on. Man, this isn't just, every, you've, been, you've been angry the last two months. What happened? Your frustration has opened you up to some anger that's not God. That's not, it's not righteous indignation. This is the spirit. Man, you're afraid. We can't even go, we can't even, we can't even get in the car. You're afraid. You're trying to get two seatbelts on. That's a spirit of fear. Saints, at some point in time, we got to see it, diagnose it, deal with it like Jesus did. He cast the devil out and put this man in his right mind. In Jesus' name. Amen. And you're listening to Pastor Napoleon Kaufman here today on Times of Refreshing. Our desire is to see you grow in Christ through the daily ministry of God's Word. And as you take time to spend with us studying God's Word, we trust you are being encouraged in Christ. You can reach out to us by phone, 925-292-7800, 925-292-7800, or write to us. Times of Refreshing, 2333 Nissan Drive. Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. You're also welcome to visit our website, thewellchurch.net. It's a great place to visit if you would like information regarding who we are, where we meet, what we're about. Past sermons are available online there as well as our online store. And you can even get connected with us there. Again, thewellchurch.net. I would invite you to join us on either our church app, at our website, thewellchurch.net, or on our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful as well during this time of challenge with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we are praying and standing on His truths during this time and remembering that God is in control, and we're praying for you. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless. God bless.